Hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, your boy Shay, I got my boy QDZ. Sheezy is way too easy. We out. We good. We gone. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Come that. on, you fucked it up, man. This is the I, this is episode one hundred two, guys. Damn, I almost forgot the number. I almost forgot. Uh, shout out to our YouTube uh, subscribership, listenership, whatever the correct term is. We appreciate y'all for subscribing, tuning in. And of course, as always, if you guys are listening to this on any platform, audio platform, we appreciate y'all too. Um, yeah, man, I'm just happy to be here, man. You know, happy to be here. This is a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Q, how you feeling, man? How you feeling? I feel good, man. My heartburn, heartburns is 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 feeling much better. Got my blood test back. My glucose levels were good cholesterol was a little high i mean i I think i went to the doctor after i ate chinese food and so my my cholesterol levels were a little high my triglyceride was okay Uh, but yeah i feel good yo listen i told you to lay off them that damn msg i don't know what the fuck msg is but madison square garden yo listen it was why would i I lay off that i'm not gonna lie man I get kind of frightened when I see a, a Chinese restaurant say we don't cook with MSG. It makes me think like, wait, what are they? What the first off, what the fuck is MSG? Number one. <laughs> and secondly, why are they advertising that they're removing it from the food? Like that scares me. I don't know about you. I, you know, hey, I'd be asking for extra MSG. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, can you give me a side of MSG? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, yo, hey, yeah, that, that'll be a quarter. You're like, yo, come on, man. You're going to charge me for extra MSG, man? What's wrong with you, man? Hey, 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 what are you talking about? Actually, you know what's funny? I don't know what MSG is either. But I seen a bottle of MSG. Wallahi. I seen a bottle of MSG. You can get a bottle of MSG at, was the bottle, was the at bottle your local grocery store. Grocery store. <laughs> I don't believe that. I promise you. It says, and then you look at it, it says MSG. It's brown. <laughs> it's MSG on the bottom. Yo, that yo, that's like buying gluten. Like, can you go to the store and buy gluten? <laughs> yo, can you I'm, buy gluten? Is that a hey, thing too? Hey, I'm pretty sure Goya makes MSG. <laughs> yo, you they gotta make everything chill, else. They make everything else. They make oh man, listen. I I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all can point us to uh, the the cheapest MSG aisle. Um, you know, hey man. I'm always down to add some extra MSG to to, to the oh, sauce. Yeah. You it, it, hey, hey, add add your MSG to your veggies. When add your MSG to your to your rice. When MSG is in a bagel, you can have MSG all the time. You know what Jeez. I'm saying? Yo, yo, uh, enough of the MSG. Uh, unless we talking about basketball, but you know the Knicks are no longer playing. How about we give a nice little NBA update, man? Hey, come on, man. Who 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 you got in the finals? We haven't actually spoke about this, but like, who you got in the we finals right it. now, and who you got winning? It's a tough one, man. This is wide open. Ever since your boy King James got knocked out, uh, there's some teams that have not won a championship before that's left, ever, ever, ever. Um, I you know what? I got the Phoenix Suns mm. in the finals, going on uh, going against. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm hope I, I I really hope I'm wrong because I don't like that Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, but I think that's what's gonna happen. Man, I uh, the Suns are looking good. Suns are looking very good, and it's like I believe they're gonna roll past the Nuggets at this point. My issue with the Suns is like. Are they better than the Jazz? Like, I'm assuming the Jazz is going to beat the Clippers. However, I'm not even sure about that. But if the Jazz get by the Clippers, I think that's that that Jazz Sun series is going to be very that's tough. A, that's an so, epic one. 
That's gonna be tough. That's, that's, I actually, I actually would go with Jazz on that. I would go with I'm the gonna, Jazz. So, I'm, so go I'm going with the Jazz. Win. I'm going with the Jazz in the finals as of right now. I'm going Jazz versus Brooklyn. That's very ugly, but that's what I'm going. I was with. gonna say that's the ugliest NBA finals in the history. The the TV ratings. You you might get better TV ratings from uh, Dateline or or something else. Whatever's competing against Yo. it, the ratings are gonna be better. All right, whatever. I don't think so. But for a basketball, a non-casual? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like new blood. Like, NBA needs new blood. Like, we don't need LeBron in 19 straight NBA finals. We don't need Golden State Warriors all the time. Let's get some new people up in there. You know what I'm saying? Let's no, get I, some I, more celebrations. I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you on that. Hey, man, listen, aside from basketball, man, shout out to my shirt, man. BET Uncut, guys. I, listen, I know we were all some slimy individuals back in the day. Listen, we all remember the the Nelly tip drill epic scene where you swipe the credit card through the girls. Woo! You know, I, mean, I think some kids watch this show, so I'm not going to be too explicit. But you know what I'm talking about, man. BET Uncut was a novelty, man. It was yeah. a novelty. Now, now, now all the now all the videos are just on YouTube now, and everything looks uncut. You everything looks uncut. You know what? You know what's funny? BET uncut. I believe it used to come on at three a.m. And oh, I used boy, to set was my up. alarm. I set my alarm. I want to see BET uncut <laughs> at three. And what would piss me off is like half of the videos be uncut. And, yeah. and then half of the videos were Benzino videos. <laughs> you know, oh, I know. Benzino, does he have a partnership with me and T on Cut? Look, but, man, um, he was too raw. It was too what raw, man. But he definitely was, man. Listen, I, I hope we can be as uh, raw and unfiltered. But wise at the same time as BET Uncut was on this show. That Like, this is what I strive to do, okay? Hey, man, this hey, is what I strive he, to do, he, respectfully. He, 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 BT Uncut helped me with puberty. Just like the remember them random girls gone wild videos? <laughs> used to come on at two, two o'clock or three. Them girls gone wild and they'd be at beaches. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, man. I was a sicko. But I think every 12-year-old kid was a sicko, man. Like, come on. Yo, do you remember the Cinemax days? Remember how they had the soft porn? <laughs> Skinamax. They used to call it's called, it Skinamax. Skinamax. I never heard of that before, man. And, but yeah, uh, man. HB Ho. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's they, they didn't. They nobody called it that. But I, I get where you're coming from. But yo, them listen. Points were, them points are bad though, bro. Them the, joints. The Storylines were awful. They'll be like, oh yeah, you know, a plumber just randomly knocked on my door, and the plumber looked like freaking a uh, uh, a model. Seven six foot three model over here, and then somehow, some way, they get it going on. Like, hey man, it was it was. That's all we had, man. We didn't have all these all these other porno sites. They weren't so easily accessible. Yo, man, listen. Enough of the porn education and historical context. That's not why the people showed up today. But hey, man, if you guys like that content, hey, go to Pornhub.com. I'm sure you can hey, you can you can there. do a deep dive. You know the you know the sites to go to, huh? Who, who doesn't know Pornhub.com? Uh, even X. even your local your local uh, priest knows what Pornhub.com <laughs> is. Let's be honest. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, but no, guys, we got a we got a jam packed show for you guys. We got a we got some dope topics. We hope you guys stick around for the whole show. Um, subscribe to our YouTube Dream Vision Network. Uh, that's where we post all of our content. You know, so if you got this far, hey man, go down and hit that subscribe button, like the video. And uh, Q, man, talk about the ratings game videos, man. That's that's popping up on the on the channel. Oh yeah, man, ratings game music. We doing some big things. We got RGM TV. It just launched the other day. There's a sick ass video series that I would say everybody should check out. It's called Land of the Top Fives. We break down, or I break down, uh, the top five songs from certain albums. I did the voice of the heroes two weeks ago. And I did Migos Culture Three Top Five, so check it out. I think it's funny. I think it's 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 uh, lighthearted. I think it's 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 cool. It's cool. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I guess on that note, I think this is a good point to start the show, man. I'm ready to open it up and talk about 
our first topic, which is the release of the Migos Culture 3 project. Um, you know, this is a topic that came up, I think, two episodes ago for us, where we talked about, like, can the Migos reach new heights? You know, what what are we expecting out of Culture 3? Can, can they achieve what they were, where, where they were about three years ago, in, the, in three to four years ago in the music industry, right? Where they were looked at as those dudes. Can they get back to that? And so I guess over the next couple of minutes, we're going to get at that, man. But also, in addition to that, breaking down the album itself. With that being said, Q, I'm going to give you the, uh, the alley-oop here, man. What did you think of Culture 3? You know what? First and foremost, I'm going to say something. I miss the hell out of Migos. Like, they've been gone. It Maybe they weren't gone that long. I think their last album, Culture 2, came out, what, 2017, 18? But I feel like we were waiting for this Culture 3 album for quite some time. Now that they're back, I feel like the world is, like, back to normal again. Like, this is the... Migos Culture 3 signifies... That the pandemic is over. We can all go outside. Um, we can all repo the cars of people that we no longer like anymore. All <laughs> is good in the world. Um, you know what's funny? <clears throat> We're going back to the discussion that we had a couple weeks ago about Migos and their evolution, or not their evolution, but um, I guess, you know, can they still do what they did in the past? I think what's interesting about them is their first two culture albums had distinct vibes to it. So Culture One, which I think we can argue is a classic album. I think that was a a, a very good album, but I think it really changed the game. Culture Two was a lot more experimental. You got them rapping over beat, beat like beatbox type beats, you know, with Pharrell and Narcos and stuff like that. It, it was very experimental for them. Culture three, I think, is a combination of both culture one and culture two. Experimental a little bit, but then also, uh, you know, authentic trap vibes on it. I personally think the album is complete. I think it's a, uh, it's it's entertaining, a little too long. Um, it's it's dynamic. You got some really good features on there, really good performances on there, and the beats. Oh my gosh. The beats. I mean, whoever, all the people that were a part of the making of this album, all the producers. My goodness, some songs I just, I just love the beats of some songs. Like everybody on the internet and stuff like that are talking about Malibu. Yeah, you know, Migos did their thing on Malibu. Polo G did their thing, but that beat, oh my god, Avalanche, and it. Not only is it the beats. But then the way the Migos are rapping on the beats, it's just like, my goodness, it's tight. Um, I do, one of the criticisms that I've been hearing online is that there's something missing, and I do get that. Uh, I, I feel like Quavo shines bright on this album, for sure. Uh, I think Takeoff puts up a performance that's amazing. I mean, Takeoff, I, I said it on my uh, album review, go check it out, Ratings Game Music. On my album review for for Culture Three, I said, "Take off raps as if like his spot on the Migos is on the line. Like he raps as if he's 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 interviewing for a position um, on the group, and I think that just brings out a hungry version of him. He shined on the track, but I think really what makes the album sound a little co incomplete is I feel like Offset kind of coasted through the album, if you ask me." He did have some really deep verses, um, but for the most part, like I, I didn't see that super dynamic offset like that you would see on, you know, for instance, IDK's joint that that's popping right now. Um, you didn't get to see that offset. But all in all, I think this album is good. I think it's it's if I were to give it a grade, I would give it a B, B minus. I think it it it. It doesn't live up to expectations, but like I, I always tell you all the time, when you're somebody like the Migos, you're never going to live up to expectations um, just because they put the expectations so high on you. But I do think it's a really good album. Musically, it's great. It's diverse. Um, and it's entertaining. So grade-wise, what, what are you giving it? 
I said B, B, B minus. Were you listening to me? I wasn't. I was not. <laughs> uh, I I tuned out because you. I disagreed with like ninety eight percent of the stuff you said. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, nah, I just missed the grade that you gave. My bad. <laughs> um, okay, all right, yeah. No, nah, hey, listen, that's a solid grade. Obviously, you know. Listen, if you get a B grade in, in I don't give a damn what it is, what assignment, test, exam, homework. If I get a B, I'm happy, yo. Like for the most part, like it's not an issue. I think you're right on point with that. Here's the thing with the Migos. Um, even though we talked about that on the last, uh, well, we, we mentioned that last topic, right? About what, how, if the Migos can live up to uh, what we expect from them. I think that like, what I realized when this album dropped is that the Migos never left. They never left. Like, yes, their last album was, was in 2018 with Culture 2. Yes, that album was not the best. Because, you know, it, I, I would legitimately say Culture 3 disappointed. Because coming off the high of Culture 1, it felt like while there were songs that hit, it felt like as a body of work, we kind of expected more from the Migos. At least I did. I'll speak for myself. And so that album, to me, kind of let me down a bit. And then going back, Culture 1 came out 2017. So essentially, we're talking about a four-year stretch that the Migos have been considered this top trap group right in the culture establishing themselves as cultural figures within hip hop yo that's that's incre- like that's incredible to be around for 4 to 5 years and to be at the forefront you know like we we know how this music stuff is nowadays right you know artists if they're lucky you'll dominate for a year if you're lucky if you're if you're like blessed Two years, two to three years max. You know, we obviously see some exceptions, right? Of some people who who've been on top for even longer than that. Drake, and he obviously won a decade uh, artist of the decade, which I think was deservedly uh, given to him. But to me, this this Migos uh, Culture Three album showed me a couple things. It showed me that the Migos have had their foot on. I think they've had their foot on the pedal as far as as far as rap music for a while now. Secondly. These dudes is automatic. They don't miss like that. Like they to me are like the epitome of a machine. Like how, how is it that they can put out these type of quality songs at this rate? And it doesn't even feel like they skipped the beat to me. Like it honestly feels like the Migos dropped last year. Right? Like, I don't know if that's a talent of theirs. I don't know if it's because we were waiting on the Migos. I don't know if it's because their impact is is that strong. But to me, when they dropped that album yesterday, I listened to it. I was like, man, like either the culture has been keeping their sound afloat or the Migos have just impacted us enough to where we're just ready to receive whatever the Migos drops. Like, I think that's I think it's the latter for me. They, they've done enough for me in the history of, of, of their, I guess, careers since how long they've been popping for me to really be here for all the music that they drop. And so with that being said, here goes some of my favorite songs from the project. This is in no order, by the way. So number one, Avalanche. The album starts off with Avalanche. I think the video is even more fire than the song is, but <laughs> whatever. I'm sure y'all like the song as well. They actually dropped that song, I believe, a day or two before the album dropped. The visuals are cool. Um, I also like that song Malibu with Polo G. It was it was cool. It was cool. It, it was it was cool. I do think it was a standout. I'm not about to sit here and say it was the best song on the album, but I think it's one of the better songs on the project from a production, just inner energy standpoint. Everything, everything. It, they came with it. Of course, we can't. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Drake. I think Drake dominated that song, having our way. To the point where we're, I'm asking myself, like, where was this Drake? Where has this Drake been at? We we over here, how the hell is Drake getting artist of the decade and he delivering performances like he did on Having Our Way? Like, that joint thought made me think, is Drake going to go on another run? That's the type of energy that Drake came with on that song. You know what I'm saying? And so I can I can name a whole bunch of other songs, but just just know that, like, I think this album is more than solid. There were a couple misses towards the end um, of the album. Like, for example, Mahomes, Why Not? 
handle my business time for me. Like I it just, it kind of fell flat towards the end, but I think they had enough impactful songs on this project to remind me, you, the listeners, the world that they may have been right when they said they were the culture number one, and they may have been right to be on their own dick. Like they have been this entire time. Like they are them dudes for real. The Migos are them guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, and by the way, I'm giving this album a B as well, because like I said, it did enough. I could not give it more and I couldn't give it less. I thought about knocking it, but I just think the impact was there enough for me to give it a B, but go ahead. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. I mean, I, I, you know what I think it is? I think Migos, when they first came out, were so ahead of their time that even right now, the industry has caught up to them. So at the minimum, they are just doing what everybody else is doing. But like at the time Culture One came out, they were so ahead of their time. Like nobody was doing what they were doing, specifically Quavo. Quavo mm-hmm. to me is a superstar. He has superstar written all over him. And I think we were kind of, we had Quavo fatigue at one point. I think it was around 2018, 2019. We were hearing him on every single hook. He was on a whole bunch of songs. He was doing joint projects. He had his yep. solo. His solo album was like the, the, the lowest point of his career, I in agree. my opinion. Quavo Huncho did not hit. It, it didn't hit, which was surprising because I always thought Quavo was a superstar. Not a star, a superstar. And so... I think them taking a break was genius because that fatigue that we had, particularly for them, went away a little bit. So when I heard Quavo on these songs again, I was like, yo, this guy's a star again. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, I want to hear more. And so that's, 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 I think that's one of the big, big points. And then let's, let's just give them credit. It's good. Like, I, us in the, I guess, what would you call us? The East Coast? Sure. <laughs> South, yeah. Southeast, right? We as East Coasters always want to praise New York rappers, DC rappers as, as great rappers. Listen to Migos. They're actually really good rappers. Like, they flow well. They 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 hit us with some decent punchline. Takeoff, takeoff has bars, y'all. Like, Takeoff actually... <clears throat> has bars that are equivalent to some of the so-called best rappers out. Like Offset to me is one of my favorite rappers in the game. Like how he able how he's able to manipulate beats the way he it he does is kind of unmatched. And you know, like I said, Quavo is a superstar. So aside from them being the culture, they're mm-hmm. actually pretty good rappers too. And I think it's time that we start acknowledging that part of the uh, about them. You know, I'm glad I'm actually glad you said that because you were actually going you went where I was trying to go as well. Um, you know, I was I was on Twitter the other day, yesterday actually, when the album dropped, and you know, of course there's gonna be naysayers and shit like that. I get it, you know, people who don't like whatever they don't like. But I it I saw a bunch of different references to the Migos being mumble rappers, and I'm like, bruh, when I hear the Migos. I literally can hear everything that's being said, number one. Now, we can argue whether or not their content is constructive, if it's interesting. You can debate on that. But as far as the flows, as far as the different pockets and cadences, as far as the delivery, bro, the Migos is top tier. They top tier in that regard. And it, and, and it's evident when it when they do freestyle, like they just did the LA Leakers joint. I've seen them in, in different freestyles over the years. Bro, they got a certain level of swag and, and and presence on the microphone that you can debate whether or not they got bars, which they do, or they don't. But you are you are an idiot if you think the Migos are a mumble rapper, straight up, or mumble rappers. You're dumb. They're not, they're not mumble rappers. I mean, I think mumble rappers, <clears throat> the definition of mumble rappers has been so cloudy as of late. People can't define what a mumble rapper is. To me, a mumble rapper would be like what 
uh, Ski Mask the Slump God sometimes does, even though Ski Mask kind of sounds like Migos at times too, but he kind of mumbles a little bit. Like, Gunna is a mumble rapper, for sure. Gunna's is 1,000% a mumble rapper. Gunna's the definition of a mumble rapper. Even, even Young Thug. Um, Young Thug mumbles Young a mumble here rapper. and there. You I know, would even that, say, I don't want to say Kodak is a, a mumble rapper because he's not. I can hear him. He's just sometimes, incoherent. Sometimes when he slurs his damn words, you can't he's fucking hear what he's saying. Lot, but I wouldn't consider him a mumble rapper. But Ghana exactly. is, is mainly Ghana. Nav a little bit. It's a little bit like that. But, um, you know, to kind of pivot to another topic, you mentioned uh, Drake, right? And how yeah. Drake killed that, that second song. And uh, I was thinking a couple of days ago, how important was Versace to not only Migos and Drake, but 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 also Drake? Like Versace allowed Drake to kind of switch his lane. Remember, once he dropped Versace, Drake started to understand that, like, oh yeah, there's that there's that like South rap lane for me that I can dominate. Yeah, and then for Migos. Um, it allowed them to kind of also, I think, experiment with different sounds, different artists, mesh their 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 um their sound with other people. So it then had me thinking about the evolution of artists. Um, another thing that made me think about the evolution of artists is I listened to Polo G's uh, album that also came out uh, the same time as Migos Culture Three Rap Star, and it was evident to me that Polo G is chasing superstardom. And in his chase to superstardom, I can see him slowly morphing into an all-around hip-hop artist that relies on melodies, that doesn't mind spitting bars over any type of beat. We're talking pop beats, uh, whatever. And probably putting away with his gangster content. So you as the consumer, you Uche and everybody in the world as the consumer, how do you feel when one of your favorite artists switch up their style in chase for superstardom? Yeah, I, I guess, first off, I think the answer to that question is very, very hard to answer because you really have to, we're only speaking at this from the, the fans perspective. Like if you're a fan of an artist, we're not talking about a casual fan because a casual fan probably won't care. Right. They'd be like, all right, whatever. But if you're like a legit fan of an artist, how do you feel about this? So that's the lens that I'm looking at this through. So I give you, I give you a personal example, right? So Look at somebody like, let's say, let's look at somebody like J. Cole, right? And I know you said superstardom, but the way I'm kind of attacking this is more of just like the artist is evolving, whether it's personally, musically. It could be um, anything. You know, like appearance-wise. Like J. J. Cole to me was a guy who came into the industry as somebody who was hungry, as somebody who... um, was looking for greatness. He was searching for greatness. He was striving for greatness. And he had all of the tools that kind of would kind of make his point at the end of the day. But you sprinkle in all of the 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 glitz and the glamour aspect of rap, and J. Cole was all about that shit from day one. The money, the cars, the women, the clothes. He talked about all of it. He talked about wanting it. He talked about that validating himself as a rapper and even maybe as a person. But then as you saw him drop his first album, Sideline Story, which included those types of that type of content, you slowly but surely saw him musically and content wise changing his message, changing his appearance, changing what he was trying to put out there in the world. Born Center Drop. He was having dilemmas internally. You could tell it was all in the music. You know, Sparks Will Fly. He's having these battles internally. Slowly but surely, he drops the next album, which was Drumroll Q. What was his third album? This is a this is a J Cole quiz. His third album was wasn't it the one where he's sitting on the steps? Forest Hill Drive, right? Forest Hill Drive, yes. From Born Center to Forest Hill Drive was a complete one eighty in terms of his appearance, in terms of everything else. And I think that for me, as somebody who's a fan of J Cole. 
I respected that because it's like I respect somebody who's trying to evolve. I'm not I'm I will never sit here and be and block somebody's shine, even though like I'm insignificant to Jake Cole's internal internal like evolution. But I think we as fans always are put in those positions where our favorite artists are going through things. They're trying to figure out who they are. And you have a it's like you have a fork in the road. Like, do you want to go along along that journey or do you want to exit? You want to get off the, the highway and exit now because you're not a, you're not really with the message that they're putting out, you know, these days. I think it's hard to do. I think if you're a fan of an artist, though, it's probably beneficial for you to go along, go along with that journey, because just like you, just like that artist, we all have our own our own routes to take. It's not always going to be our artist is not always going to end up how they started. Some do. But some but most don't look at the Migos. Perfect example. The Migos, I could argue, yes, they've evolved a bit, but have they really changed from who they were even before they dropped culture in terms of the messaging, in terms of the swag? Come on, it's kind of the same Migos. Let's be honest. You haven't really, if you're a Migos fan, you haven't really been put in those types of predicaments. So I think it's I think it's tough. I have a I have a bunch of names I want to throw out here. Like, for example, just names of artists that have kind of evolved over time. T.I. is one, right? We've seen the evolution of T.I. in real time following his uh, legal issues. Mm-hmm. Young Jeezy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going from the snowman to, to being now a grown-ass man who's over here having to be the bigger person in a versus battle with, with, with Gucci, man. Right? Like, he's all about his grown man shit nowadays, right? Um, Nas. Look at Nas. Like Nas has always been a guy who's been wise, clearly, from the the inception of Illmatic and just some of his early projects. We've always heard the wisdom in Nas's lyrics, but bro, now he's on a whole nother level. He's he's talking business shit. You either you either know what he's talking about, you you either want to know what he's talking about, or you don't care about what he's talking about. But it's undeniable that Nas has gone through a business evolution where he's he's gotten his own rep rep up. You know, and building himself up as a professional. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z's another. I'm sure you're gonna get touch on some of this stuff, but my thing is, I think fans are always put into a predicament when our favorite artists change, and it's up to us to figure out like if we want to change with them. I think I think you should change with with your favorite artists, man. We're all growing, and I think you should grow yeah. with them. Honestly, I think I mean that's a, that was a great, great uh, soliloquy you gave, man, because it's true. I mean. What I loved about what you said is that some of these things are not, some of these people that are changing is not noticeable unless you are a big fan of these people. Like J. Cole, you have to actually be paying attention to his content to realize that he has changed because he's he's generally rapping similarly. He's generally still doing some of those melodic things that he usually does, but his content has changed. And then you talk about... um you know, Jay-Z, obviously, that's the biggest one where he he went from hustler to to, to a guy that's giving tips on money. Um, I want to give you my personal one, and you're going to laugh at this one, and you're going to relate to this one. Tyga. Remember when Tyga first came out? A lot of people don't remember that. Tyga was actually signed to Lil Wayne and Pete Wentz. Yes, Pete yeah. Wentz. He was signed to both of them. And Tyga made PG music. I'm talking PG. No curse words. He's over here talking about like falling in love in, in cloudy skies. And he he was somebody that was like, I swear to you on everything. I saw a Tyga album in Rainbow. Not Rainbow. What's that? What's that place? Pretty much a women's like store like uh, a america, american apparel no not that like a women's store like a um lululemon not lululemon <laughs> like a uh like victoria's secret type thing like it was a, okay, it, okay. one of those women's store okay and it was literally in the display shelves it was the only album on there i i put it on everything i saw it there it was that friendly it was that nice it was that gentle of an album um now taiga has morphed into a strip club <laughs> He just he has a new song called Splash. Um, contrary to popular belief, it, it doesn't go splash, splash. But what I want to do, splash, splash is actually different course. <laughs> but 
He has a new song called Splash. His last couple of songs were strip club songs. If you grew up on the original Tyga, this is completely different what he is now. And to me, while in one sense, I value somebody that's able to stay the same because for every artist that we said changed, um, there's several that stayed the same, like Juicy J, I think, stayed the same throughout these years. Um, I think Outkast, for the most part, when they were still uh, in music, they stayed the same. Um, I think the evolution of an artist is important because music is so broad. And on your journey to success, there's so many different elements of music that you learn. You know how to make your melodies sound crisper. You know how to uh, incorporate different instruments into your songs. You know how to work with people that bring out the best in your in your um, your voice, your singing style, et cetera, et cetera. Music is and always has been uh, an a, a art form that requires uh, communication and it requires uh, retooling every single time. So I think if you are a fan of artists, you got to appreciate that evolution because that means they appreciate the art form that is music. And that is the most important thing. Music needs to be catered to. And the more and more we try to improve how we make our music, I think the more and more the music gets better. Um, in terms of Polo G, real quick, I, for for true fans of Polo G that wanted to see songs like, what is it, 21? You wanted to see songs like uh, the, the joint that he has with DJ Mustard. I got something to tell you. He's not going to be making those songs in the next two years. I see Polo G turning into a more diverse artist that hops on more pop songs. He sings more melodies. Um, I can see him. Um, I can see him doing Afro pop. I can see him even doing away with like that hardcore rap for the most part. Um, and so if you're a fan, just go, go along with the ride, man, go along with the ride. Yo, I, I want to say, no, that's a, that's a good point about Polo G two things. Number one, that was probably the biggest surprise of that album. I know that wasn't a topic, but I was shocked. I was shocked to a degree at the diversity production-wise on that project. It's not that I didn't think that Polo G could do it, because I've heard him sing, but he had a song called So Real. Like, he was legit singing. It like, was it, was, it was like a it fucking R&B ballad. That joint was like a yeah. ballad. Yeah. You yeah. know, then he had... A, then he had um, The joint with the baby? The, the joint uh, with the baby, yeah, the party a, life, that's yeah. a hit. That is Yo, a it was it was crazy because like commercial hit, bro. The baby is a guy who we've seen go pop. We've seen it. Yeah, it yeah. happened in real time. Yeah. Polo G is one thousand percent on the on in the queue to do exactly what the baby is doing. Just maybe even more diverse. I, I even think he could do it even well, better musically. Of course. Then, then, then the baby can, you know. So, uh, very interesting. Nah, you, man. Yeah, it's, I was. Listen, man. Evolution is good. Evolution is good. That's that's the bottom line. Evolution. Oh, and by the way, oh, and by the way, sorry. Before we move on to the next topic, we didn't even bring up Drake. Not one time in that. And I think that Drake deserves an honorable mention when it comes to watching an artist evolve over time. Not even, and, and I'm talking about on, on every level. I'm talking about. Appearance wise, we've seen Drake look different over yeah, time. Yeah, we've yeah. seen Drake sound yeah. different in terms of his that's, tone and delivery. We've seen Drake uh, act different. We've seen Drake his content change from heartbreak Drake to only talking about women and some of the the misfortunes he's had and in relationships to talking boss shit. Like he over here flexing on that on that song with Migos. He's talking about. I said, I told myself I wasn't, he said, I told myself I wasn't going, I wasn't going to do this verse without talking about my plane, but I got yeah. a plane. It's like, we seen him, we seen him talk big money shit. And it's like, to see where Drake started, if you're somebody who was hating on Drake, man, like the, the dude has evolved in front of us. And it, honestly, and I, it's, love it. it's I love it. It's amazing to see. I love it. It's amazing to see. I, I, I just the reason that that topic was really in my head is because you know there's such a negative connotation with 
with the evolution of an artist. Some people call it change up. Some people say the artist, man, he switched up on me. Or some people call it, uh, you know, selling out or, or something like that. I say evolution. Let's let's say that. And I think we need to appreciate that more personally. Could not agree more. I think uh, we want to know from y'all, though. Leave a comment, you know, hit us on social. Let us know who, excuse me, let us know who your favorite artist is that evolved over time. And also, if you were rocking with an artist back in the day that changed up on you and you no longer were rocking with the music after the switch up, we want to know those too. Like, because I think that, you know, it's always interesting to get every angle, every opinion, because there might be an artist that we rocked with through the evolution that other people fell off that bandwagon. They, you know, they weren't feeling it. So it's always interesting to hear people, people's opinion. But uh, yeah, let us know. Now let's move on to the next topic, uh, which is which artist, I'm sorry, which platforms rather I should say are breaking artists in 2021. And then not only that, let's also just kind of walk people through how indie artists have been utilizing different platforms over the years in order to like propel themselves to success. So we've obviously seen TikTok come into prominence over the last probably a year and a half as being that platform that's really breaking artists, um, really getting their music out there, uh, exposing their music to a wider fan base. But TikTok is new, relatively new, right? And so there's always been a platform that has been doing that job of propelling an artist. So Q, um, I guess what has been your your most, I guess, what has been your favorite platform where you've seen kind of artists break over the years? And then also, like, wh what do you kind of see in the future? Do you think, how long of a run do you think TikTok will have? And then also, like, you know, do you think TikTok is uh, on its way out pretty soon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's a that's a great two, three great questions you just asked me. And fortunately, I have some answers for you. Oh, uh, get it. You know, I'm going to go I'm going to go kind of a little bit of a different angle than what you might go. But I'm going to bring up the, the old ones, Twitter slash Instagram. I think. In this world that we're living in today, we are so enamored with the premiere, right? When something is premiering, we flock to it. So for instance, I'll give you a good example. Um, Megan Thee Stallion just dropped a new song um, and I, I heard it. I saw the video. She hopped back onto Twitter to tell her what hotties that the song was coming out and she made sure to give snippets. She made sure to, uh, you know, kind of, tell them when it was coming out. And I think that anticipation building lets people really want to listen to the song. Nicki Minaj has done it in the past. Uh, Drake, Kanye, whoever it is. I feel like we we like the, the, the math, the science, the information behind the song more than the actual song these days. So I think Twitter and Instagram have been huge and are still huge to this day for an artist breaking. Now, what I think makes Instagram so interesting and why I think it's the most important platform is because Instagram is evolving. You know, what, there goes that word again. Instagram implemented stories. Instagram implemented uh, new uh, reels that people can use. Um, Instagram allows people to be personal because all these things, maybe they 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 sat down together and said, "Yo, these are the type of things that people want, so they can get closer uh, to knowing these popular uh, these these uh, uh, popular socialites, musicians." So let's incorporate these elements into our app, and I think it has worked wonders, man. So with music these days, I want to reiterate: with music these days, yeah, music is cool, but if we get to know the person behind the music, that is the best thing in the world. And I think Instagram and Twitter are the best ways to do that. In terms of TikTok, you know, we all know TikTok is making superstars these days. Uh, Erica Banks is somebody we can name. Uh, there's the dude that made uh, Corvette, Corvette, Hop in the Jet to the Space of that. Pop, Pop um, Hunter. Pop Hunter, which I don't think. Sorry, no disrespect to Pop Hunter. I don't think Pop Hunter would exist 10 years ago with that song. Like, it, 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 there was no way that we would have cared about that joint. But 
Yeah, TikTok is it's to me, TikTok is just a little too gimmicky. Because the the question that we gotta ask ourselves, who do we want for the for the longevity in the in the music industry? Who do we want loving our music? Do we want kids to love our music who have an attention span of like one second? Or do we want adults liking our the music? Which adults are the ones that are going and buying Spotify, Apple Music. Adults are the ones that are going to bat for artists. Adults are the ones that are hopping in these artists' pages and leaving comments. So... I think TikTok is so catered to kids, they're just going to switch out who they think are relevant and you're gone. Adults, I think for artists, is the ones that you should be be targeting. And so with that being said, I don't see TikTok lasting that long. Maybe give it two, three years and something else is going to come out. But if I was an artist, I'm putting all my attention on Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Yeah, I that's an interesting angle. Um, I I like where you were going with that because you you said some re- really interesting things. I, I'm with you though, as far as TikTok and Instagram being like premier, I guess platforms that are kind of like breaking artists or not even just breaking artists that are that artists are using as promotional tools to fuel, you know, people caring about their music, and that's really what it's spot at the end of the day, right? Like, what platforms are being utilized by artists? and for artists to get their music out there at a large scale. The reason why I like what, what, what you said about Instagram and, and, and Twitter, and I would actually throw in YouTube, uh, I suppose TikTok is in there as well, more so because I look at those platforms as social media tools. And so social media as in like, how are artists showing their personality? I think where music has gone nowadays with like some of these musicians, right? We've seen it. We've seen it too much these days. Is the the music is almost secondary in a way, right? Like what people seem to care about is how, exactly are these, how how are these artists living their lives? Like, give us behind the scenes look into who you are. And I think YouTube is a, it allows people to have vlogs. Like we've seen Queen Nyjah, who who was a YouTuber, come out of like have a successful YouTube career as a, as a vlogger, somebody who's just there showing her who she is in her life. People support her and oh damn, she can sing. Oh, let's turn her into an artist. And she and she like leveraged that community. And it's like she already has a fan base because people know who she is through YouTube. And so I think the days of artists just kind of blowing up off of a SoundCloud, for example, right? Back when Russ was doing it, back when um, you know, Uzi. Uzi blew up off of SoundCloud. Like a lot of these artists just literally their music was so fire that the, the communities within SoundCloud was giving them millions of streams. Even Lil Yachty is another one. Lil Yachty blew up off of SoundCloud. Like just he put out all those earlier songs that everybody rocked with. And, and, and that community propelled him to the forefront. And then, oh shit, they got a cool personality. It's almost like the reverse nowadays. We want to know the personality first. And then it's like, oh, 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 you know what? They're cool. Let me hear what they, let me hear their music versus how things have been the other way around. And so we've seen newer platforms like Audio Mac come into the, uh, come into the forefront. I think Audio Mac is still a little bit more international than, than US centric at this point. I'm curious as to whether or not Audio Mac can make its way into the US, kind of like how SoundCloud has been that platform for indie artists. But I think overall, though, I don't really see TikTok being around for that much longer either, personally. I think Instagram has shown their dominance (laughs) over the last probably five to seven years, maybe even longer, where every time there's another platform that starts to emerge, Instagram will literally just copy. Let's just call it what it is. They'll copy the feature and they'll be like, yo, listen, hey, we guys, we do it too because they already got more people. Instagram to me is probably the biggest tool for artists. Like I really, I really believe that Instagram and Twitter, but mainly Instagram. And so I'm with you on that, man. I think as an indie artist, man, like if we can get a glimpse, glimpse into your behind the scenes life, how you make your music, what is your recording process? You know, how are you like with your family? 
what what are the things that you like doing? Do you like bowling? Do you like to shop? Show some aspect of who you are. And I think that's how they're going to, that's how you guys are going to hook people for real. And it's like, you know, if you notice also, um, Instagram, you get the most support, public support, right? Let's say Meek Mill drops a song tomorrow and he's, or he says, I'm about to drop a song. Let's say that he puts the album artwork. Maybe he puts a snippet of the song in the comments section. Instagram has made it to where you can see, Oh, Jay-Z said fire. Oh, um, French Montana is co-signing the song. Oh, such and such. That helps. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Speaking of French Montana, French Montana just dropped a song called uh, F with it, get a bag, right? But with me, get a bag. They are claiming, plenty of people are claiming that this is going to be the song of the summer. How is that possible? Because Diddy has co-signed it online. That's his uh, man. Uh, uh, his of video. Gonna say that. There's a there's a video of Tory Lanez that Tory Lanez posted on Instagram that said, "Man, I knew when you made this song it was gonna be a hit." It's like that promotion that Instagram, Twitter, and all these things provide. That I'm not sure TikTok. I don't know. I'm not a big TikTok user, but when it comes to promotion, when it comes to you know pop, displaying popularity, nobody does it better than Instagram. Yeah. So I would I would put I would I would put most of my stock into that, man. Like if I was if I was an artist. No, um, having having an Instagram profile is very big, man. It's 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 like that if there's one social media tool you should choose as an artist. 100% Instagram. It has to be Instagram. 100% Instagram. Even though, can, even though there's a, even though there's other ones that are that are that are, are they're working out here for artists TikTok. We get it. TikTok is a big one these days. But I think Instagram is the pillar. That's the pillar one that you kind of have to have. And you can link your Instagram to, to Facebook. So there you go. Just one click and whatever you post on Instagram is on Facebook. But Facebook's like a flea market. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next topic. The impact of Lil Wayne's The Carter 3 um, on June 11th was the 13th year anniversary i can't believe it's been 13 years that's uh, unbelievable since, man. since the carter three came out i think one of the best albums i've ever heard yes i said it one of the best albums i've ever heard and uh i guess looking back at it uh let's like together let's reminisce about that album like looking yeah, back man. at it 13 years later how do you think it impacted the hip-hop game man Man, listen, man, if nobody ever said this out loud, which I think people said this before, but, you know, you got to say that anyway. You can make a legitimate argument that Lil Wayne is the most influential rapper ever. Ever. I, I'm here to, I'm, listen, I'm here with the hot takes. You, you name me another artist that is more influential than Lil Wayne, and we can have a debate. And I'm not saying some don't exist. I'm saying, like, Wayne is up there. Wayne is up there. Who would you say? Ace Hood. All right, knock it off. All right, now, now respect respect to Ace Hood. He he definitely influenced people like Meek Mill. They stole right? the flow. Yo, they Meek Mill. Hey, yo, hey, 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 bro. Meek Mill is a early, early Meek Mill is a carbon copy of Ace Hood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, just gotta call. I'm, oh, yo, okay. go go That's back fine. and listen to the flows. That's go back. Fine. I digress. I digress. Uh, and so, with that being said, dude, Carter Three was the pinnacle of what, when we think of Lil Wayne and what he means to the culture, what the impact that he's the, the impact the 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 uh, uh, influence that he's brought to the the game. Rapping wise, I think when I think of Carter three, that to me was the pinnacle. And by the way, that joint dropped in 08, 20, 2008. He has songs like Miss Miss Carter with, with Jay-Z. I'm, looking, Jay -Z at had, the, I'm bruh, looking at the track bruh, list right now. I'm looking at it right now. Dude, Jay-Z dropped every off a great verse. Good. Every song is good on this brother, album. Brother, I, a milli, a milli, a milli was what listen street single if if social media was around when Lil Wayne dropped and when I say social media I mean like Instagram Twitter 
if that shit was around where shit was going viral in 08, bro, Lil Wayne would be even bigger than he is now. But oh, for sure. Remember when a Millie dropped? Remember when that one take video dropped and he was just like oh, walking yeah. through? They were like filming oh, a video. Yeah, he had his shirt off. It was like it was tight. like a one take video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, come on, man. You couldn't. I mean, I'm looking at, Wayne look, was untouchable. I'm looking at this right now. Mr. Carter, five stars. Yes. A Millie, five wait, 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 stars. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't forget. Don't skip three Pete now. The intro. That three, was fire. Three Pete, five stars. I get that five stars. Three Pete, five stars. Mr. Got Carter, money. five stars. Got, got Millie, money, number four. Stars. Got money, maybe 4.55. Eh. I like it. Trending Com- towards five. I don't think enough people appreciate it comfortable. Babyface. Comfortable no was fire. Baby comfortable was five. Bro, do me. you remember? Comfortable might be six. Do you remember that joint comfortable leaked? Comfortable That joint Has, leaked. It, like, it, it was on his, one of his mixtapes. Yeah. It, it, it was like a year before the joint. A year or two maybe before Cardi yeah. actually dropped. We've we been her comfortable. That joint was that five. Fire. No, no, no. No, no, no. Carter's car, comfortable six. No, six out of five. I agree. That's I six. Agree. That's a fantastic song. Dr. Carter. I'm going to give Dr. Carter five because I think... It was really well done, really well structured. Mm-hmm. You may look back at it now and say it's corny, but I personally five. Phone home, phone home, corny again. Weezy. Phone home, Weezy. Four point five five. Time my no, hands. But, no, but you know, hold on, hold on. Before you go to time my hands, before you go to time my hands, can we just talk about how? Left field Wayne was like oh, the man was in another world. He was in another realm. Oh man! With with he some was, of these kind like Doctor Bro, Doctor Carter and Phone Home were very different songs. Ooh. I'm talking about conceptually. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like Doctor Carter was like a legit story. Doctor Carter was legit, and the way he was breaking it down, like what he oh remember it was about uh, a rapper that needed help, and he was yep. like equating it to like he it was it was operation. a metaphor. He yeah he was yeah. talking about like he was oh. metaphorically breaking down the operation doctor's table to like how an yeah. artist needs to step their game up and all that other shit. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, tie my hands with Robin Thicke. Oh, Six out of five. Six out absolutely, of five. absolutely. Mrs. Officer. Five. Ooh, five, easy. Five out of five. And kid kids on there. It's still let five me tell you, out of five. Yo, let me tell you. Yo, let me tell you something. Let the beat build was probably my least slept favorite on. song. Slept on. Slept when on. when the album dropped. Yeah. yeah. And it probably deserve. That's the only one I would give four out of five. I won't I would give that give five. Let the beat build four out of five. That's the only one, bro. Oh, shoot me down. Remember, dog. We used to come. Please we remember in college. Down. We used to break that joint down, like, bro. Oh man. We use the rate. That's five, bro. Shoot me down might be six. That's, that's six out that of five. That might be a six. Out of Shoot five. me down is that might fire. be a six out of five. That might be a six out of five. Uh, lollipop. I see. Lollipop was like the commercial joint, so people didn't appreciate it. They were like, "Man, you ain't spitting like you were spitting in Carter 2. Five, man. Six. Yo, listen. Yo, lollipop was the. I would say, lo- dude. Lo- Remember how I said that this album to me was the pinnacle of Wayne's, I would say, status, like the highest of the height that he got to. That song, Lollipop, to me, is the embodiment of that. So if I had to pick one song from this one album that was the pinnacle, it would be Lollipop was the one that everybody was like, dog, Wayne is that next. Wayne is next level. Because remember, remember. This album propelled him to do that rock album. Yeah, it did. No, it, but it propelled him to do that rock album that nobody cared about. And, and yeah. maybe that's maybe we should revisit that album, Rebirth. I, I don't know. Like that's bad. a joint that like was bad, but there were some joints that were actually pretty good on it too. <laughs> it, there was some, there was some slept on songs, but neither yeah. here nor there. We waited for years for Lil Wayne and Eminem to get on the song, and they got on the song on that rock album. I was so disappointed. La La with Briscoe. Remember Briscoe? La La with Briscoe and Buster Rhymes. Briscoe yeah, was my dude. That was a, that's another one that I may give four. Four point five. But that, one, that to me was better. That was better than Let the Beat Bell, in my opinion. It was it was it was a little better, slightly better. It, it might have been better. You ain't got nothing with Joel Santana and Fabulous. Ooh. That was my joint. That was that, that joint was hard. That joint was right. hard. I get I get that five. I give that five. 
That is debatable five. I give it about four. Uh, it's points, a debatable five. Four four point five. Four point five ish. Debatable four. I I I'm gonna give it five because I like it. Okay, but fair but, enough. Oh, and this is one of my favorite. The last song on the album, one of my favorite. Don't get it misunderstood. That joint. Ooh. Even though he said some stupid stuff on there. <sighs> Ooh, don't that's that that joint is six out of five for me. Some days I just listen to and and it's nine minutes. And I, I would listen to the whole track, the whole nine minutes, a lot of times. I need to revisit this album. Uh, and maybe I'm going to do it when the show ends. Uh, because, bruh, some of those moments that Wayne delivered on this, man, will forever be remembered. This is a classic album. That is a classic. This is a classic album. Classic album. Um, now, I don't know. I've heard over... Uh, I've had this discussion with people over time, and some people... Say Carter Two is Wayne's best album. Some people I've heard people say Carter One. I disagree with Carter One. I think if you say Carter Two, I'm with you. But however, if you say Carter Three, I'm not arguing with you. Like if you want to sit here and say Carter Three is Wayne's best album, you ain't gonna get no debate from me. I think that Carter Three had more hits. I think Carter Three was a bigger moment. I think Carter Three impact was the was the the pinnacle of Wayne's career. However. Carter two with fire fireman and, and and some of these other joints that was like the starter pack, the starter kit for what Wayne was was that, destined that to, to be. Me was that to me was a harder album. Carter two obviously, like Carter two was just tough. Carter three is just to me a great album all around, and I'm officially going to say it. I'm going to end the debate right now. Carter three is better than Carter two people. Okay. There's no way around it. Like I'm, I said, not, you I'm no longer arguing anymore. Carter three is better than Carter two. You will get no debate from me. I, and so here's the thing. I'm glad you said that. Cause like I said, I'm not going to argue with you. What I will say is I believe Carter three is better than Carter two, but Carter two is my favorite out of the two. There's a I, difference. I, I, I agree with that. I get that. I get that. Yeah, I always like to make that distinction because, like, Carter Two has a, a plays a hold his place in my heart. It's different, man. It's different. I was in, we were in high school, like listening to that mm-hmm. shit. Like, it's just, it was just a, a different feeling. That was when people started to wake up and be like, "Yo, hold on, yo, Wayne is Wayne is a problem. Like, he's an issue. You got to deal with him." I would you know, never. Would, I was gonna say I would never forget because it's funny because you know we're not we're now so old that. We can see when they first started, when they started to bubble, and then on, as they're on their way out. I will never forget in high school, our boy Asias said, yo, I've been rocking with Lil Wayne as of late. This is when Carter One came out. I was like, Lil Wayne? Wobbity wobbity Lil Wayne? Yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll listen to Carter One. And I was like, wait, you know, Birdman Jr.? Was one of the first times where I said, "Yo, Lil Wayne's a problem." Birdman Junior. Um, what else did I hear on there? Uh, on Carter One. Carter One, yeah, Carter One. I just know Birdman Junior was the one that changed my my life. <laughs> where I was like, "Yo, Lil Wayne's tough." I didn't know he was this tough. And then from there, it just took off from there. Carter Two, Carter Three, but it's it's kind of sad because. You can argue that Carter 1, 2, and 3 are classic albums. Carter 4, I don't even remember what that was. And Carter 5, Jesus Christ. Listen, <laughs> yo, listen. If you don't know what Carter if you don't know what Carter 4 was, I could say there were a couple songs on Carter 4 that were decent. Overall, it was it was it was underwhelming. Carter 5 should not have happened. That's how bad <laughs> that's how bad that album was. It should not have happened. <laughs> like wait, Carter 4 was wrong with Carter Four was the one with how to love, how to love. <laughs> <laughs> this guy talking about I love. <laughs> yeah, he went from he went from freaking talking drugs and yeah, and, and, and hustling on Carter Two to how to love. <laughs> Yo, listen, Carter Four. Carter Four has six foot, seven foot. It has she will. Remember she will. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She will. That's true. Six, hey, hey, let's put some respect on it. Let's, but but uh, it had the joint called um. Well, damn, that one was bad. Remember the joint called uh? Remember the joint called uh? Hot, not how to hate. Where the fuck is the? I don't know how where to is hate. his name? Where is this joint, bruh? There was one that was 
very oh John. I hated John. John. <laughs> I hated John, bro. I hated John. You know, John oh, yeah. was trash. Even the name of the song is just stupid. John? John? Come yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just wanted to give it give Carter three its 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 flowers, man. Uh happy birthday, Carter Three. Definitely a, a yeah. great album. Change the game. One thousand percent, man. And you know, listen, we can we can give credit to Dwayne on Carter Three without trashing Carter Four and Carter Five. We we get it; those shouldn't have happened. But Carter Carter Three should be in a damn museum somewhere because in the Black People Museum in DC. The, there you go. The, 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 the African American Museum. Museum. And listen, it probably won't. I, I, maybe when Trump was in the office, it had a chance. I don't know about now. That's true. That's true. I don't know about now, bro. Like that joint ain't got Could no you chance. Imagine now. Trump's uh, over here, okaying what's going in the African American Museum. Yes, Could I can imagine that. Yes, I can. He's. We are going to announce Little Wayne Carter three in the African American Museum. Yeah, right. It it was a uh, Carter three was a tremendous, tremendous album. It changed the the culture. Imagine the likes uh, of uh, never imagine, seen before. Imagine Don uh, Don. Uh, Donald, Trump, I couldn't remember the man's name. Imagine Donald Trump using the word culture. Oh yeah, you know the the the, the hip hop culture. Dog, I will. I might become a a full time country fan if Donald Trump ever says that shit. <laughs> Bro, I might switch genres, man. Oh man. Oh man. Hey, we are at the end of the show. Thank you guys for sticking around for this long. Like like we said earlier, hit that subscribe button on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening to this, hit the like button on YouTube, leave a comment, let us know what you like and what you dislike about our topics. And also if you guys have some topics you want us to, you know, talk about, you know, leave a comment, man. Listen, we are, we will entertain only good topics, the trash ones, you know, we'll, we'll just laugh at them and, you know, act like we, we read them, but you know, we probably won't. Hey, a laugh a day keeps the uh, doctors away. Um, Check me out on Raiders game music, my Twitter, Qdeezy for Sheezy, my Instagram, Qdeezy for Sheezy. Um, and uh, until then, hey, party on. Yes, sir. And as always, well, follow me too. U-C-H-A-Y-V-A on every platform. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm never on Facebook, but hey, you guys can follow me there if you'd like. I, I-, I will follow you back. I promise, guys. You sure? I might. Okay. Let me, yeah, let me not lie. I, I might. That's what I thought. As always, if you're giving advice, make sure it is ill. Peace out.